welcome to Cackle's Corner, the podcast where you can hear teachings by Marianne Halloran or Ellen Hogarty. Listen in now for this week's episode. We've been going over St. Ignatius of Loyola's Rules for Discernment of Spirits. Ignatius is trying to teach us how to discern which spirit is moving on us. When we're being inspired and guided by the Lord, the good spirit, and when it's the bad spirit that's trying to influence us. And then when we understand that, we can take action. We can accept and receive what God is doing and reject and resist what the enemy is doing. So we're using St. Ignatius's rules from his spiritual exercises, and we're also drawing on the teachings of Father Timothy Gallagher, who wrote a lot about them. In the last teaching, I went over Rule 7 and Rule 8. And just to remind you, Rule 7 basically tells us that God always supplies whatever grace we need to get through a time of uh, desolation. Ignatius says, For we can do this with God's help which always remains available even if we do not clearly perceive it. The enemy tries to uh, lie to us and say, there's no way that you can get through this. God has abandoned you. You're on your own. And Ignatius reminds us that's not true, that God always gives us sufficient grace for whatever trial we're going through. And then in Rule 8, he counsels us to be patient in desolation because consolation is going to come back. We're supposed to be patient in desolation because a time of consolation will be coming. Okay, we're going to look tonight at rules number 9 and rules 10, rule 10. Now, remember, Ignatius is spending a lot of time guiding us through desolation. He spends a little bit of time on consolation and a lot of time on desolation in these rules. Why do you think that is? Do we remember what desolation is? Let's go over desolation. He calls desolation darkness of soul, disturbance in your soul, movement to low and earthly things, disquiet from various agitations and temptations, lack of confidence, without hope, without love, finding oneself totally slothful, tepid, and sad, and as if separated from one's creator and Lord. That's his description of desolation. So he's trying to equip us to get through times when we feel like that. That's when we can get off track more easily. When you look at the list of what it's like to be in desolation, usually or often the question comes up, why does God allow us to go through times of desolation? If he loves us, why does he let this happen? I think all of us have asked that question when we're in desolation. Jesus asked it on the cross, why have you abandoned me? It's very difficult to be in desolation. And so Ignatius wants to give us some reasons why God lets us go through times like that. And if we can understand why God would permit it, then that's going to help us to get through it better. So that's what Ignatius does in rule number nine. He gives us three possible reasons why God would let us experience desolation. He says there are three principal causes for desolation. The first is because we are tepid, lazy, or negligent in our spiritual exercises, so the spiritual consolation leaves us because of our own fault. Wow, bummer, that it's because of us that we can go through times of desolation. 
that we got lazy or we slacked off in our, in our spiritual routine. Now, I'll give you an example of this. A few years ago, I was meeting regularly with a, a mom of some young children. She had young children. And she was doing really well spiritually. She woke up before her kids did in the morning, and she was able to have some quiet time with the Lord each morning. And then she made a point of taking her kids to daily mass every, well, every day. Then she and her husband would alternate uh, going to the Blessed Sacrament for adoration. There was a church nearby, and they had um, adoration 24 hours. So one week she would go, and he would stay home. Then they'd reverse it. She was doing really well, and we met regularly. She felt very um, peaceful, very close to God. She felt a lot of grace to be patient with her kids. I would say she went through a, a long period of consolation. And then some months later, she came to see me again, and she was very discouraged. She had been losing her temper more with her kids. She felt agitated and ill at ease inside, and her peace was gone. So thinking of uh, rule number nine, I said, okay, well, let's figure out why you are in desolation. Because it was clear she was in desolation. I said, well, let's look at uh, how your prayer's going. She said, well, you know, actually, I've been sleeping in more in the morning. You know, sometimes there's a valid reason. Her kids were up at night, and she was tired, and she slept in. And that's okay when you need to do that. But it had continued on after her kids got better. And then she said, you know, it's, it kind of got to be a hassle getting them all ready and getting to church on time and going to Mass. So, you know, I've been slacking off on going to Mass. So as I explained to her um, some of the possible reasons God can let us go through desolation, she said, oh, that's me in number one. She said, I've, I've been negligent in my spiritual life. And I said, well, do you see how uh, God allowed you to go through desolation to invite you to come back? Everything God does is out of love for us. God loves us more than we love ourselves. And there's always love behind his motives. So, you know, she realized, I can't do anything without God. And if I don't take time to plug in with him, I'm not going to make it. Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And sometimes God lets us experience desolation so that we realize that. So she got real encouraged and uh, determined. She said, okay, I'm going to start again tomorrow. So she got back to her good spiritual routine, and the desolation lifted. Father Gallagher sums up Rule 9, the first part of Rule 9, this way. The first reason that Ignatius gives us that God might allow us to go through uh, desolation is because of our faults. But the fruit that he's looking for is conversion. He wants us to come back to him more and more, and we're never finished with conversion. Okay, now we might think that's the only reason that God allows us desolation, because it's our fault. We got lazy or we slacked off. But Ignatius doesn't stop there. That's one reason, but it's not the only reason. He goes on to give us two more possible reasons why God might permit us to go through desolation. This is still rule number nine, um, the second part. He says, the second reason is to test us and see how far we will extend ourselves in the service and praise of God, even without much payment of consolation and increased graces. 
How much are we willing to serve and praise God without the rewards when we don't get paid with consolation and grace? Do we serve God because of what we get out of it? Those nice, good feelings when we're serving God? Or do we serve God because he's worthy of our service and we love him? And all of us need to be tested in that. We all need a test. What are you doing this for? Can you praise God even when everything is going against you? Because God is worthy of our praise. Now, we can see this real clear in the ministries. People start a ministry all excited and animated because they're going to serve God and they're going to help his poor. You know, it lasts for a while, but then it gets really hot and the air conditioning in the van doesn't work. The lines on the bridge are forever. And maybe the people you're serving don't take a bath or nobody's watching you. So you go through a time of desolation. We need to have our motives purified. Why are we doing what we're doing? Is it for that good feeling you're helping people? Or because God's calling you to do this? Ignatius says that's one of the reasons God allows us to go through desolation. This happens in marriages. It happens between parents and children. It happens in your relationship with God. What do you do when the going gets tough and you're not getting any reward? Are you going to stay faithful and do it out of love for God, if nothing else? Remember last time we looked at Acts um, 14.22. Acts 14.22 says, We must go through many trials to enter the kingdom of God. Well, that's not fair. I didn't sign up for many trials. I just want to float into heaven. Just put me in a nice, peaceful river and let me float up to God. But it's often in the time of trouble where we learn the most important lessons. If you look back over your life, sometimes your most profound growth and learning happens in a time of difficulty, where you persevered and you pushed through. God doesn't want us to say baby Christians. He wants us to grow up, to mature spiritually. And remember, he always gives us the grace we need to persevere. Father Gallagher sums up number two is it's a trial and the fruit of it is learning and growth. Okay, so this is when we go through desolation and it's not our fault. It's not because we were negligent or lazy or lukewarm. Sometimes God just wants us to to be tested and to learn. So he lets us uh, go through that. The third reason uh, Ignatius gives for time of desolation is this. The third is that the desolation is meant to give us a true recognition and understanding so that we may interiorly feel that we cannot by ourselves bring on or maintain great devotion, intense love, tears, or any other spiritual consolation, but that all of these are a gift and grace of God our Lord. Okay, so in short... Spiritual consolation is a gift and grace of God our Lord. When we're sailing along in a time of consolation, maybe it lasts for a couple weeks, couple months, we can easily start to think that it's because we're doing so good. Yeah, I've, I've got this. I'm a pretty good Christian. I don't know why people have such a hard time praying. Why do they make such a big deal? It's so easy. You just go there and right away you're in the presence of God. And why are people so distracted during Mass? Come on, people. 
When I close my eyes, I'm just right there in the presence of God. Now, we might not be that obvious about it, but the enemy can start to silently sow seeds of pride, and we can start to take credit for how devout we are, how easy it is for us to pray and get into the presence of God. And then all of a sudden, the rug gets pulled out from under us, and we go skidding into desolation. It's almost like a light goes out. What used to be so easy, now it's like, trudging through mud to get to church. Go to pray and there's nothing. So what's going on? We forgot that spiritual consolation is pure gift. When we feel close to God, when it's easy to pray, when it's easy to love people that bug you, when peace just flows like a river, that's gift. The gift from God. You cannot produce that. You cannot maintain that. It's pure gift. It's an awesome gift. It's great to, to receive it, but it's not our doing. It's because God is wonderful and loving, and he lets us have times of consolation. Remember a few times ago, I shared about the gift of tears that I got on a retreat a couple years ago. I was giving an example of the, the tears of consolation that Ignatius talks about. They're, they're not the tears of bitterness and um, pain or self-pity. They're, they're tears of, of healing and consolation. I shared how uh, when the first meditation of my retreat, uh, Jesus said, come and have breakfast. And the tears just came. And they lasted for that, the rest of that day and into the next day, these, these tears of healing and uh, release. But at some point, they stopped. And then later on in the retreat, I, I went back to that scripture, come and have breakfast, and the tears weren't there anymore. And I was actually really grateful because I, then I could see that they really were a gift from God. And it's, it wasn't something that I churned up or made myself cry. A gift from God, I couldn't produce them and I couldn't maintain them, I just received them. The third reason Ignatius gives us that God might let us go through desolation is to realize beyond a shadow of a doubt that consolation is a gift. And the fruit of that is humility. We don't produce great devotion and love of God in ourselves. God gives it as a gift. To recap rule number nine, when we're in a time of desolation, it's a good idea to look at the three possible reasons, and there are three, there's others, but Ignatius says these are three principal reasons God allows us to go through that. And we can ask ourselves, okay, um, I'm in desolation. Have I gotten lax in my prayer? Have I uh, gotten negligent in my spiritual routine? If the answer is yes, just repent and get back on track. Well, simple, not easy. If we haven't gotten lukewarm or negligent, then we go to the next reason, and we think, okay, let me, let me examine myself and say, why am I serving and praising God? Why am I a disciple? Is it because what I can get out of it? Or because I want to give my whole life to Jesus, even if I don't get any reward? Because he's worthy of my service and my praise. So it's a time to examine our motives and to ask God to purify us. And the third reason that uh, we might be in desolation is maybe we started to take credit for the consolation. And we then acknowledge, okay, God, 
Any, any fervor, any charitable thought, any devotion I have, it's, it's a gift from you. It's not me. Now we're going to look at rule number 10. It's the shortest of all the rules. Rule number 10, Ignatius says, Let the one who is in consolation think how he will conduct himself in the desolation which will come after, taking new strength for that time. This is kind of a bittersweet one. <laughs> Yikes, we're in consolation, but desolation's coming. Now, remember, we said that the spiritual life is kind of like a roller coaster. We wish it was a diagonal line going up where we just started and went up, 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 up. But we've got ups of consolation, dips of desolation. And in desolation, Ignatius says, consolation's coming. But then in consolation, he says, okay, what are you going to do when the next dip of desolation comes? And we might think, yeah, rule 10 is kind of gloomy. But really, Ignatius is trying to strengthen us so we get through the dips faster. So although in consolation, um, you know, we really just need to receive it and be grateful for it and accept it, but we want it to uh, fill up our batteries and our tanks so that we have more staying power through the desolation. Remember we talked about an emergency action plan? What you're going to do in a time of desolation. We have to figure that out before we're in desolation because when we're in desolation, there's a lot of darkness and confusion there. It's the time of the lie. It's really hard to see clearly. Ignatius is saying, you got to be prepared and, and what are you going to do to get through that desolation better? Remember the story of St. Joseph in the Old Testament? Remember he, his brother sold him into slavery? He ended up in Egypt. And through a long story, he, he became Pharaoh's right-hand man. God gave him a warning that uh, seven years of famine were coming after seven years of prosperity. What did Joseph do in the, in the prosperity? He stored up grain for the time where it would be famine. Rule 10 is kind of that idea. How are you going to conduct yourself in the desolation that will come? And it really helps to have a clear plan. Father Gallagher gives the example of two people riding a city bus. It's standing room only, so they're hanging on to that silver bar. One of the guys has got his hand up there, and he's looking at his phone. And he's got kind of a loose grip on the bar, and, you know, he's just not paying attention. The other guy has his hand on the bar, but he's looking ahead, and he sees where the bus is going. He sees a sharp curve coming up, so he plants his feet a little further apart, gets a better grip on the bar. What happens when that bus takes that sharp turn? The guy on the phone goes flying around. He wasn't ready. He was caught off guard, and, and the momentum took him. Whereas the guy that was prepared, you know, he had his feet a little hard, and he had a firm grip. He did fine. So that's what Rule 10 is. I'm going to give you three practical ways to prepare for the next desolation coming up. Number one, pray for strength for whatever challenges may lie ahead in your spiritual life. Pray. You're in consolation? Awesome. It's easy to pray when you're in consolation. Ask God for the strength for, to get through whatever is coming down the pike. Second thing, resolve to make no changes when desolation comes. Go back to rule number five, and Ignatius explains why it's a bad idea to make a change in desolation. 
Third reason, third way to prepare is to review these rules. These are very practical. They're not way up here. Ignatius was very practical. And the better we learn these, the, the smoother our spiritual life is going to be. A good idea is to, to review these rules and keep them fresh in your mind so that you know better what to do when you're in desolation. That was rule number nine and rule number 10 tonight. Amen. Would you please do us a favor and head over to iTunes to rate this podcast? It's the best way to get this material into the hands of those who need it the most. Thank you and God bless you.